Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Geronimo! Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant, Terry Lightfoot. Oolong stutters stutter. Resident Pixie, Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President, Sen. So, go on, ask me what I'm drinking. What are you drinking? Campari soda. No, Odka. Vodka. I'm drinking electricity-flavoured vodka and how tonic. Is, how does that happen? It's really good, actually. It tastes like electricity. How do you know what electricity tastes like? Have you been in my console room, seriously, and you don't think I know what electricity tastes like? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back again. And this time round, we are going to review... Listen... Episode 245, if you know your codes. Written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Douglas McClintock, who's done loads of stuff. He did Power 3 and Poison Sky and no, Star and Stratagem. And I think he did Gentleman's Relish with Billy Connolly. And he did some episodes of Jekyll with James Nesbitt. Yes. And he did Cold War, I think. The Ice Warrior one. Anyway, him doing well. Yes. Did he do a good job? Did he do a bad job? Our rating system is based on how much we would pay for a 70s prostitute Gigolo. Would it be right down at the bottom of the scale and be worth naught but a free BJ? Or would it be up at the top, the presidential whore Marilyn herself, and be $50? Fuchsia Begonia, do tell us your rating. Flat 20. Ooh. ooh. Terence of the Lightfoot, do tell us thy rating. <laughs> I would give this a vice presidential rating of 50, but no gratuity. I, um, I really enjoyed it. Viva el Presidente, your rating, please. 20 with a generous tip. The only reason I'm not saying 50 is because we haven't seen the rest of the series yet. Those are your rules, Butters. Mm-hmm. And I concur with the Lord President. 20. And the tip would be... What would my tip be? Oh, my tip would be... I would give her a book deal. There you go. I would give her a book deal. Mm. She could write her memoirs. And, I... and Billy Piper could play her. Oh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what is that hooker she plays in that thing, anyway? The pen name is Belle de Jour. Oh, that's it. I thought I had Belle Biv de Vau in my head. It's not Belle Biv de Vau, it's Biv de Jour. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Book-y-boo. She's very different things. Somebody will laugh at that somewhere. Someone will get that joke. Mm. Some fell on stony ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this really does taste like electricity. It's most strange. It's very sleep blue. Odka. They also do a grass-flavoured one that I've tried. I'm trying to use. Are you trying to get sponsorship or something? Oh, no. That'd be hilarious. My God, that really tastes like electricity. It's crazy. Wow. Can we get some alcohol companies? <laughs> Yeah, that's what we should. Oh, we should return the shit. No, I bet bet we could pull that off. Yeah, we could. But it can't be shit. It's got to be something. Yeah, it's got to be something decent. More would it be Hendrix? Yeah, Hendrix would be cool. But no, Hendrix wouldn't do that. We know Hendrix marketing department, but they wouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) They've got more class. Yeah, I've got more class. (laughs) And considering we know the marketing department, who are probably listening to this podcast, at least one of them, and they've got more class. That's fucking saying something. (laughs) 
does. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Most things have got more class. Yeah. Anyway, enough of the cocks. Moving on. So, uh, yeah, we all rather liked it, didn't we? Yes. And it was rather good. I loved the amount of quotes in this. Not a click or a tick. Oh, my God. And what was the other one? Centaurans perverted the course of human history. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, that I, was I, awesome. I just, um, and the beautiful, when she just whispers to him, fear makes companions of us all. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. I exploded I, I, in my fucking trousers. I cried. I cried, I cried so much. I, I oh, that's great. How was this not shit? This should have been This should have been crap. All the like, oh, yeah, and he's going back to the barn. Yeah, no, it was fucking it, beautiful. It was. Yeah, no, that was really oh, nice. And the bit where he's crying outside because he doesn't want the other boys to hear. Oh, fuck. What the fuck? But that's mythos. That's like the doctor's beginnings there. There's something going on there. What the fuck? Oh, it was so is that good. Arrow? What the fuck is going on there? Oh. oh, it was just... And you know what? Yeah, with all the ooh behind the big anniversary, you kind of thought it was all forgotten about, and you kind of thought her mm-hmm. whole being the doodah of what's it and the, the one that sorted everything out was all forgotten about, and it wasn't. It's mm-hmm. come back again, and mm-hmm. that makes all the other stuff I didn't like okay somehow. <laughs> it was used as character development. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This time, it, she wasn't a cookie cutter girl. She was like a real human, and she was still also the impossible girl. That was so nice. Yeah, but I never liked the impossible girl stuff. No, I know, but now it's yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. they fleshed her out. Yeah, it was just yeah. really nicely rounded, and it is a story that I've, I mean, I've never had the grab in the feet, but when I was a kid, occasionally I'd wonder if there was something in the room or under the bed or what have you. It's a story that we've all, and you know, I know he plays these tropes a lot, don't breathe don't blink don't do shit don't because do <laughs> like the bogeyman will get you and they're under the bed mm-hmm. um but they do work and kids love him and he's playing as oh, yeah. kids and this i think was good for kids it was good for families it was good for hardcore fans yeah mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. such a nice rounded episode and i haven't felt as comfortable giving something as high a rating probably since doctor's wife me too mm-hmm. me too yeah. same we thing. haven't had a doctor's wife episode yet though i'm really hoping we get one i'm not holding my breath but i really do hope by, we get by one. that do you mean a really good like 50 good solid 50 yeah good solid 50 no doubts whatsoever are we taking turns or are we all talking about this <laughs> um, i, I, I kind of started but to be honest i think everybody's going to say very similar stuff to me so yeah so pitch in fluff gone i kind of felt like uh like I've forgotten everything I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, I, I even like Orson Pink. I thought uh-huh. it was right. really oh, good. Because yeah. we've established that this kind of, you know, uh, it felt very uh, Magnus Greel. Mm. You know, the big old mm. elastic strap time travel kind of shit. Mm-hmm. This was the star of it. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I even like the toy soldier. I'd like to see the toy soldier pay off in like a yeah. few years' time. I'd like to see it in a room on a shelf or something in the TARDIS. You know, there, and there's a lot of people, the things that we're talking about right now that were making us so happy about the continuation of the impossible, a little tying together mm-hmm. the strings of the impossible girl theme. A lot of people were complaining about it. I noticed some people were Uh. mad about it and didn't like it. And I think because they were afraid that it was, I don't know, going to go back to that, that flat 2D characterization of Jenna, but. I don't think that's happened. No, I don't. I think Jenna Coleman played it really nicely. She played it played it very softly, and I felt a lot more sympathy for her as a character afterwards. And I loved the little banter that she had with the Doctor in the TARDIS too. She said something like, "Don't don't threaten me. Don't give me orders." Uh, yeah, she I don't take went, orders. And she just went, "Oi, this one you do." And you know he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he mm. listens. I don't yeah. take orders. Do as you're told. Mm. That was awesome. See, I didn't. 
I really didn't like that bit. I really didn't. Because in this episode, Clara was incredibly sympathetic and the biggest bitch in existence. Really? You call that bitchy? (laughs) No, no, not that bit. (laughs) Not that bit at all. The way she treats Danny, why that boy is even vaguely interested in her, because she's an utter, unrelenting bitch to him. Because she's kind of hot-looking and she's from Lancashire, which makes it irresistible. (laughs) I I have to tell you something I've realised over the years is that guys forgive bitchy women if they're cute. I I just... All the new assistants, she's the cutest. Interesting. Sorry. She is. She is. Definitely. She is cute, but the, I don't. I don't like the way the character's going um, mm. because it didn't, and it doesn't make sense that she's so horrible about him being a soldier and really saying really cruel, horrible things to him about him having been a soldier. And then she's all Miss Cutesy Pie, lovely. Oh, I helped save the world, kind of thing. At the end, it's just. It's just. It's like she's got, she's become yeah. schizophrenic or something. It's it just doesn't sit well, and that's the reason why this was only getting a flat twenty because that really annoyed okay, me. Okay, but I Reed got kinda, I got, I got the. Vibe off that that she kind of said it and didn't mean it and then went oh fuck what have I said yeah. no, but she keeps doing yeah. it it's not yeah. the first yeah. time but it's not the last it's the second yeah. time and it was a stupid joke the first time she did it and I was ready to let it go but but exactly what Fuchsia's saying and the second time you're just like okay now the writers are being idiots because yeah. she couldn't be that insensitive a yeah. second time she already made the mistake once so it didn't come off that realistic and it it was stupid yeah mm. you're right I'm not, not going to argue again against it because yeah, it was a bit. You but know. I don't think that makes her a raving bitch from hell or whatever. Oh no, you'd still you'd still throw one up it definitely. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because for the most part, I think some of the apparent bitchiness is just from her lying about what she's just been doing and yeah, trying think... to make it sound like oh uh, everything's cool, you know. And she just sort of disregards him, and that's where it comes off as bitchy. But I think she's just not lying very effectively. Can I can I ask Senna a question? Yeah. Okay. Telepathic circuits that you plunge your hands into. Yes or no? I don't necessarily like the idea, but there is canon for it. Yeah, there is, isn't there? And I yep. thought it kind of looked nice, but I didn't like the idea of a human doing it. All right, well, I human- didn't like the idea of somebody who doesn't have the wrestle on parents mm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess there's a couple of ways of looking at that. Look at uh, the imprimatur as a key. And yeah. as long as the doctor's in the room, that key exists. But we've seen mm-hmm. this before. We've actually seen the TARDIS piloted haphazardly without any Time Lord in it at all. Yes. Rose has done it. Pretty well. Uh, Tegan did it. Uh, Tegan did it. Tegan did it it very badly. Adric did it a little bit better. So I guess, you know, I may not like the idea either, but it's been doing that for almost 40 years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like. Think of Battlestar Galactica. Why's that? Because the technology that the Cylons had was was that. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess the way I look at it is that panel was put there by the TARDIS for her. Yeah. Because the doctor doesn't need it. The only time the doctor has ever needed to telepathic circuits is when he's almost dying and can't actually communicate telepathically to the TARDIS. So it strikes me that that panel is hers. Yeah. Did you shit a brick when the cluster bell went off? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I did. did. I know. Um, I had that as a text message when a text message arrived for a while, and I had to disable it within a couple of days because it was like fucking me up in public places. 
Um, I would like to take oh, a minute saying. and get pretty seriously geeky about this one. Oh, please. Oh, with, please with do. Whole, in a positive light for once, Terrence, <laughs> the whole bit about the TARDIS landing on ancient Gallif. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this little throwaway line about, well, I've disengaged the safeties. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that throws a very important bit into canon for us, yeah. for all of us. Because he crossed his own timeline. Yeah. And <clears throat> we had always wondered if it was physically impossible for a TARDIS to do that or mm-hmm. if it was just against the rules. Now we know it's just against the rules. Which means we can get Solis back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Just saying. Uh, yes, yes. We can do a lot of things in the second <laughs> role play now that are canon. And more importantly, now it should be relatively easy to get back the Time Lords, which I'm guessing is why this happened at all. Ah. Uh, you don't get that locked, etc. And that's, that's a whole different... Yeah, but now he but can just... Are they still locked? But, but now yes. all he has to do well, is... they're in a pocket dimension. I don't... Maybe they're not, yeah, locked. not locked. No, they're, they're not, not locked. locked. No, the, right. the time... The High Council are in a pocket dimension. The others are hidden in a parallel dimension. Regardless of... Yeah, no, actually... Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. All... <laughs> <laughs> We, know, we now know that the doctor can't hmm. just go back to before all of that happened. I mean, theoretically now, he could prevent the time war. He could win the time war. He can change anything. This doctor has the balls to do it. Yeah, and, and the her, eyebrows. Yeah. And, you know, they never really explained in the 50th if it was the moment that allowed the other two doctors to cross the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. We just assumed it was, but now we know that he can do that on a whim when he wants to. I always think that things were pretty fucked up in the time war anyway. There was a lot of stuff going down that allowed things to cross over, the ch- and a lot of things that weren't noticed yeah. because of all the crap that was going on. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's what caused so much damage to the time continuum, I think, is also that people are breaking these, quote, rules. They're rules because they protect the timeline. Well, yeah, they sent the master out there as a warrior. Do you think he's going to stick to the fucking rules? No. Yeah. So that's very important that they did that because not only did it make a beautiful scene, but it laid the groundwork for a lot more freedom down the road to finally put into canon what the TARDIS can do versus what it should do. Hmm. Because we've never known that separation before. This is the first time we've ever had something said definitively, we can do this. It's just against the rules. Yeah. So, and, and just, you know, who makes the rules when the Time Lord's gone? The last Time Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I counsel New Gallifrey. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Fucker better listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I have a question, if I'm allowed. Of course. Why was Clara not telling the Doctor that she knew Danny? Because he was a soldier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and what the hell is that with all the he hates soldiers crap Yeah, now? that's another thing that I don't like. I know you guys, last time we spoke, made a point about, you know, he had a problem with the brigadier and it took him a while to get used to the brigadier but he still has a problem with soldiers Uh, yeah okay fine Mm. but they're really exaggerating it a lot and I don't know is it that we just never realized how much he really hates soldiers they really are I don't think uh, yeah I mean it's it's kind of okay he's never trusted soldiers it's never stopped him using them to suit his own purposes before now but he's never actively hated them yeah, the way he's betraying him he's doing a, it now he's a new regeneration give a, you know come on hurt me mm-hmm. did. this one does you need to watch the last two minutes of Doctor Who and the Silurians oh that's that, fucking gorgeous though. tell me that yeah. the Doctor yeah, has not 
loathed soldiers before. He fucking yes. That was the heaviest, heaviest ending ever. Oh no no no! Heaviest ending ever. Still a pertwee, but when Joe leaves, when he just drives Mm -hmm. away in the car and he he leaves the party and stuff, and you can tell he's crying on the inside. I know that's really sad, but for me, the genocide thing was more shocking. Mm. That was just, it was profound and easily explains the doctor's feelings towards soldiers. And here's the thing. This is the first time we've really dealt with a soldier personally with a doctor since the time war. He's dealt with unit a couple of times. There's been some people shooting. But this is a soldier coming into his family, into his TARDIS. Because Clara is his family now, of course. Mm. The companion always is. This is the first time a soldier's come into the family post-Time War. I totally buy his reaction. He didn't like soldiers before he was forced to commit genocide against two races. Now he really fucking hates them because they made him do it. Soldiers turned Mm. him into that officer. Mm. That doctor didn't exist pre-hurt. Now he hates that that's what he had to become. And he sees himself in this guy. I totally bought it. Totally. Mm. Yeah. But just, again, it just seemed very sort of, I don't know, there's things that jar. Mm. Yeah, and that's it, one it of them. feels slightly out of place. I, li- I like the cyclic nature of this as well, that it was cause and effect. You know, him mentioning it caused her to mention it, caused her to mention yeah. it to him. Oh, well, my head hurts. Very timey-wimey, it was great. Oh, it is. It's a complete, it, it is. It's kind of like, um, it's a Logan's Key thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It happened that way because that's how it happened. That's why they had to say, oh, that's the, the safeties. Mm-hmm. That's also the the next one, which we won't mention, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's been so long, I'm getting confused what the hell week we are. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, a lot of people had a problem with the creature in the little child's bedroom. Oh, the ultimate in cosplay. Um, Yeah, I... (laughs) I personally didn't because immediately I thought, well, it's the other possibility. It's a kid. And he leaves yeah. by the door. You see the, the light when he opens the door. That's and not a kid. That was, that was so Did you see it out of focus in the background? It had yes. Yeah, it was a kid. Oh, I didn't Really? A kid no, it, it, it probably wasn't a kid. A, a kid with a flat head and two eyes sticking a, out. A what flat head stopped. are you talking about? I didn't see a flat head. <laughs> it did. I'd like, it was eyes. so blurry. That... You're totally making that up. I'm not. Honestly, it looked like out of focus. It could have been any Thing. And the, probability, the probabilities are that it's a kid. But, uh, no, only, unfortunately, but, I have to agree with the boys. Oh, no, you guys are it's insane. Just, you guys are insane. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's as clear as they're claiming, but it didn't. It was a little bit too not human for yes. it to be obviously what? a kid. No, the only reason it was not human is because they were playing creepy-ass sounds and music in the background. That's why it was. you think it was not human. But it's not. It's just playing on our imaginary fears and I think that was the whole point of the story and I think that's what that scene was about. However, I do have a problem with later on in the story, the door opens itself by itself or whatever. Something opens that freaking space station door in the, the middle of nowhere. The doctor space station door. He opened the door. He said Stop he did not. But don't, he said no, he did. Did he? Clara says, did you open the door or something like that? Or she asks and he's like, I didn't do that. Or it, and no, that, he, he unlocks it. Yeah, he and did. Once, he un- once he unlocks it, it, it sets off the opening sequence. I didn't get that because I just watched it this morning and the way I understood it is it opens itself no and, I think and he says like, i didn't no, do that and and me. then it proceeds to completely open and then he's just like get back into the tardis and she's like well come with me and he's like no i i need to know i thought that was actually really quite nice because hmm. 
it was obvious he'd done it to himself and he had got yes. hit by something and there wasn't stuff out because they talked through it and they played it beautifully creepy. Yeah. But it I was mean, all it just fairly ambiguous, but uh, something, oh, no, there's nothing that door. No, I, I think it is the fact that as soon as he unlocks it, it sets off a sequence of stuff and it does open itself. There really isn't anything outside. Orson's had to write the note to himself because he's gone nuts and he knows that he's just imagining things. Oh, I And the doctor's probably... driving himself nuts because he's convinced himself that there's something under the bed. Which is right. just Clara. Yeah. Which is just Clara. <laughs> but yes. I don't think, but I still think there is something. There's something fucking about lesson on that board. Yeah. He did. Yeah, no, maybe. he did. He did. Because she's like, have you met you? I mean, Moffat wrote an out for almost every question in this story. Yeah, brilliant. And so uh, that, that if you wanted to imagine that it was something else, you could, but it wasn't. I'm, I'm going to throw out a crazy conspiracy theory in place of Fuchsia. <laughs> okay. And in order to do that, I have to cross our own timeline mm-hmm. and mention the next episode. Because I think what was hanging out in the TARDIS was a future version of the Doctor wearing the wristwatch. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Shut I think, up. I think he's followed himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not buying it. That, that makes mine look sound perfectly sane. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm not buying it, dude. That, that wristwatch is going to appear once and maybe in the last episode of the season. And I agree. It again. It'll, appear, it'll appear in the last episode of the season. It'll be on the doctor's wrist and he's going to mm-hmm. go back and cross his own timeline. No, it'll be on Clara's wrist and she'll save the day because that's what the formula is nowadays. Okay, but let me let me throw this out there. As a, as a potential theory, yeah. the doctor will not be okay with leaving alone. Clara told her, don't go there, don't do it. He won't be happy with that. He's going to put on the watch, go back and talk. Time and tag along through that entire story yeah. and find out. And he was on the TARDIS or in the council room. He writes, listen on the board to his <gasps> younger self. <sighs> and then when Clara gets out and sees the younger doctor, he gets out too. I hate you, he's there. Oh my God, I believe you now. Fuck. Yeah, and, and how often have we been here? How often have we come up with stories that are never, way better than what we actually get? It won't happen. <laughs> because you because realize. it's too clever and it's too smart. Yeah, but that's okay because we'll just get the answer and we'll overload it on the top of this podcast. We'll just edit it in and overload it over the top. So we'll sound like a fucking genius in two months. Yeah. And it will go. <laughs> You realize that also gives an out for saving Gallifrey because all that doctor has to do then is wait for everyone to leave, take off the watch, and just live on Gallifrey for a thousand years and prevent well, it from being destroyed. I thought invisibility, <laughs> that's a bit fucking weird because yeah. it's like a perception filter and shit. But what if he phased? In the same way that TARDIS can phase, what if he phased himself? Yeah. Just like half a second ahead in time? Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. Work. And I am basing this on a couple of different clues besides the handwriting. Also the fact that in the the next one we haven't talked about yet, which is the bank robber one, the doctor establishes that he hates himself, mm. which uh-huh. means that this secret enemy that he is suddenly obsessed with hating and trying to find would He's fit, said that. fit himself. Everyone, you know, everyone is irritated with people who are like them in the worst ways. You know, yes, know. Y- you meet someone who reflects you, you're not going to like them. That's very old psychological. I don't know if that's true. Because, I mean, some of my best friends are very much like me, you know? I mean, my best friend, Peg, is is basically just slightly squatter, squarer version of myself. Do you do all the, all the bad things that you do? Oh, fuck, yeah. He really encourages okay. me. Well, then you it. are a, a very self-forgiving person. You love yourself. But, I mean, my, yes. my next best friend in the world is probably you, Terry. And, like, I think we're quite different. Yeah, yeah we are different. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. but do you know what I mean? No idea what I was saying. There. So, uh, electric yeah. what are you saying? Vodka. What are you saying? That I irritate vodka. the hell out of you? Electric is vodka. that what you're saying? There is that. You, you can tell he's had the right amount of booze or the wrong amount of booze because he's getting all, I love you, you're my oh, best mate. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Alcohol makes you lose your inhibitions. Bloody yes. Apparently, Sputter's, Sputter's, Sputter's chief inhibition is to actually not be a cock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so got fun. a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah right. He's Quite. got a heart of gold he refuses to express. I got a heart of gold wrapped in a lemon brick. Anyway, there yeah. you go. Quotes. My favorite Thank quote you. Why do you have three mirrors? Why don't you just turn your head? Oh, oh Jesus. Like Please don't that. do the accent. <laughs> I'm going to go next here. There's a quote that Solis and I literally both laughed out loud because. Because we say this to each other uh-huh. at least once a day. Where Clara turned to the doctor and goes, have you met you? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like our little couple saying, when one of us does something stupid, and I'll do something stupid, and Solis will be like, what? why did you do that? And I'll just look at her and say, have you met me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I actually have, well, it's funny, we don't have it the other way around. She just has one for me. She has like a safe word, and when we're in public, really now? says the safe word, and I have to shut up. You, do you need the safe word? word in public often yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of do but you know I'll, I'll be like saying something and it might be a little bit on the mm-hmm. bigger side or something you know just a tiny bit a little bit <laughs> just a tiny bit you know uh, our, our safe word is hey i got an idea and what it basically means is hey i got an idea why don't you shut up it's <laughs> <laughs> awesome so come on, quotes. You two, come on. Oh, when when he's like, <laughs> Rupert, Rupert is like, he took my bedspread. Oh, the human race. You're never happy, are you? <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to do my quote and then I'm going to say um, something as well. Mm. I liked it. It was very nicely done and it was like, how long have you been travelling alone? Perhaps I never have. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved the way the lad, I can't remember the name, the, the lad's name, the lad who's playing Danny. I really like him. He's doing a great job. Uh, yeah, Don't yeah. Take, I, do you know, I, I had a problem with Danny Pink to start off with, but now he's all right, Danny Pink, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I really uh, like him and the, all the scenes of the dates and not just this episode but previous episodes or later episodes or whatever time is a mess for me right now just uh, right all now. those scenes are, yeah, just right okay always <laughs> being a time traveler just fucks you up yeah. but yeah all those relationship scenes they don't irritate me the way jackie tyler showing up oh, every God. five seconds it used to irritate me it's like a little bit a better version a little more toned down less irritating people hmm. yeah i liked Dawson as well yeah mm-hmm. i thought yeah. Dawson he was, was really great. good and, he and the fact that he enough. does know yeah. yeah he knows who she is yeah. he's just not letting on hmm. the part with the soldier that just like broke my heart when he goes he doesn't need a gun that's why he's the leader that was so nice yeah it's so fucking british military Anyway, all those beautiful golden boys who went over the trenches and died for oh, me. Oh, no, shut up. Now I'm black, back in Black Adder. Oh, that was, yeah, that was impressive. Never mind. Okay, uh, is, is all work here done? Is it? Yes. I think so. Yes. Uh, well, I think we might be. Do you know what? Considering we all agreed on something, I quite enjoyed talking about that. Yeah, mm. yeah it, was a, it was a good, solid episode. Mm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we would love to know your opinion. So head over to our Facebook page, our Google Plus page, or... Or, no, don't bother with Twitter, actually, because we never fucking listen. We aggregate most of the content. It's bollocks. But head over to Facebook or Google Plus and say hello. 
Also, if you could, if you could nip over to iTunes, if you get this by iTunes, and just give us a bit of a punt and a recommendation on iTunes. Give us some stars or whatever people do over there, because we don't have Doctor Who in our name, so nobody knows we fucking exist. So if you if you like this kind of crap and you want to hear more of it, that's the place to go. What am I saying? If you want to hear more of it, we're going to keep producing this shit anyway, because it is basically just the four of us getting together and talking bollocks over a few drinkies. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Good night. Good night, everyone. Night. We have been the Dirty Hillers Doctor Who podcast. Hope you are too. You've been listening to the Dirty Hooers Doctor Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at dirtyhooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. See you next time. Did I mention electric vodka? Vodka. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's really weird. Really weird.